A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Don, guys. Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. Just want to jump in here and, and go through a really big video about our cash cows for the season. So I'm going to put it all into one space. There's going to be about 50 players. There's going to be a lot of value in here. I just wanted you to be able to use this as a tool to go back over over the next few weeks um, and, and work out which are the, the going to be the best cash cows to fit your side for each of the positions. So as I said, all going to be in the one space. And if you if you find uh, like you get a lot out of this, please hit the like and, uh, and subscribe if you're new to the channel. Uh, I hope you enjoy this one, guys. So I'm going to start with Jacob Little. We're going to try and make him as clear and concise as possible. I think Little is our best cash cow of the year. So if you don't have him in your team, I think you're, you're missing out. He will get the starting position. It looks like he might get Simkin on the on the bench there to take a few minutes. But when he's, he's priced at 23 and, and he's got a bunch of scores with 60 minutes in the 50s, even with a try in one of them, but you can see his point per minute is, is, is fairly good. Um, he's got a you know, 39 minutes for 42. He's got a 34 for 31, a 32 minutes for 17, but a 19 minutes for 26. So... Really strong in that. You'd expect scores of at least somewhere 40 plus, which puts him 15, so you know 15 to 18 points uh, undervalued, which would make him a couple hundred k. So I think he's really a really easy one in the hooking position to make you a lot of money. So he's my number one choice in our cash cows. Our next one's going to be Dane Laurie. This one's obviously pending if he gets a starting position or not, but a price of 16. I think he at least averaged in the 30s and a minimum. He's someone that's really electric in, in, in attack and, and actually defended fairly well as well. So if he gets that number one position, I think he's a must-have in your side as well. Um, for those that saw the, the trials on the weekend, scored a couple of tries and, and looks really fast uh, and, and is an exciting young prospect in our game. So I think Laurie is a must-have only if he gets selected. If he, if he doesn't get selected, then I think you're just going to have to wait and bring him in at some point later in the year, especially with Mbai waiting there to, uh, to get a spot. So all these guys are going to be under 400k, guys. Anyone over that, I've, uh, I've left out. There was uh, Ben murdoch Masilla's 405, and I decided to leave him out um, of this one. But Matt Lodge, priced at 29 average for 390k. I think he's a really good option and very safe option in your side, given the fact that he should be able to score at at least a 40 average. 
getting closer to 45 to 50 minutes with a nice PPM of 0.87 over his time. If he's getting 50 minutes, he's going to be scoring in the 40s and, and making your 150k there um, while scoring you well. And you can use him, actually use him in your in your starting team or, or on your four-man bench. So he's someone that has the pedigree to score well. He's got you know, games here just in last year where he got decent minutes and, and scored in the 40s with one in a 32 there. But if you look in, in past seasons, he's got some really high... Scores in the 40s, 50s, and even 60 um, when he gets good minutes. So, especially over the first few weeks with Payne Haas out, he should see some high minutes. He works hard. He's a little bit more of the Aiden Tolman build. Uh, obviously, a little bit bigger than him, but that's slower. Sort of just tackles hard, runs hard. Um, nothing too flashy. So, I think he's a really simple, easy option that you don't have to worry too much about in your side. Jaden Braley is going to be our next one at 410k. I think he's going to be a great option if he gets the 80-minute role. If he doesn't get the 80-minute role, I'm worried about him and his prospects because I think he needs the 80 to be able to average at that around that 0.5, 0.6 ppm, which gets him to his 2020 average of 41 um, and makes him a, a close to 150k there. He's owned by 21% of people, so a lot of you know, people are thinking that, that, that that's going to be where he's at, as you can see from his, from his past games. If he does get 60 minutes, he can get the 40... The 40 average as well, but I've been feeling much safer with his prospects if he does get the 80 minutes. So, one another one that's really safe in the in the hooking role uh, to make you some money if if he gets that spot. Someone I'm really interested in is Spencer Linu. So he, what we've worked out is he's going to be taking the spot of Mo, Moses Leota from from last season. How does this slow and working? Come on, internet. There we go. So he's going he's gonna to be taking the Moses Leota role. You can see his minutes last year were really down. He's, he's getting a, a, max, a max minutes there of, of 30 across the season. He scored 31 in that, 34 in 28 minutes, 45 in 29. He's a PPM beast at, at pretty much one point a minute. So if he can get closer to that 35 minutes, which I don't think is unreasonable, he's at least 10 to 12 points undervalued. And if he happens to get 40 or 45 minutes, I think he's going to be a really, really good cash cow for your side. Someone in the middle that can cover um, at, you know, at, a, at a decent, to get you a decent average if you do need to play him as well. And a 307k, I think, is a really, really good option in your side. So he comes in at number five in our top 10. So yeah, guys, we're going to be going through a top 10, and then we're going to go through each position and the leftovers, heading from hooker down, uh, hooker through mid to edge, half uh, center, and wing fullback there. Connor Watson comes in at 323k, price to 24. He's going to be starting at lock. And you'd be expecting somewhere between 45 to 60 minutes. I'm going to bank on about 50 minutes. And you can see what he can do, to even just off the bench, you know, only doing okay with 42 and 44 minutes in that role last year with 34 and 35, which already puts him 10 points undervalued. Very simply, and if he gets any more minutes than that, I think he's just going to be an even better option. He looks free. He looked like he was running well on the weekend coming back off his Achilles injury. So I think... The only worry with him, with him is, is he going to be able to stay on the park? And, and if he does, I think he's going to score great for your side. We're going to talk about one now that's going to be testing you. He's going to be a centre and a wing fullback. You're just going to have to wait for his dual position when the team lists are announced. So he's probably going to be on the Wednesday just before the first game on Thursday, which is a little bit annoying for making up your teams right now if you're thinking about putting him in. But just slot him on the bench or in the wing fullback at the moment just to test out how your team's going to look. Scored 35 on the weekend with a, with a try. Um, and he, he looks solid. In, in defence, I think was the most important thing for him. He, he tackled really well, didn't miss, miss any tackles, um, and then looks strong in attack. He's, he's, a, he's looked like he's, he's transitioned to centre nicely after playing a bunch of games uh, in, in the fullback last year. 
um, and scoring okay in a few of them there. So I think he's someone that's on the way up in terms of his his actual footy prospects, and and this should translate to closer to at least a thirty average in uh, for, for Tessie in the in the centre position that he's going to play. And at two hundred sixty three k, he's not going to take up much of your cap, which he can spend that elsewhere, which I think will be really helpful. But then move on to someone like Jordan Ricky, at three hundred and forty four k. Price of 26, if he's going to be getting the starting position, I think he's going to be a really good option. Obviously, there's a good chance that when Haas comes back, they move things around. But if he's getting the starting position early, that means he should have a prominent role in the side. If he happens to only play three games and then get dropped completely, then that's unfortunate, but you would at least get those price rises in the meantime. But I feel like Ricky's going to be someone that will play a decent part in this Broncos team, especially with them not you know, not planning to be as good as, as some other teams. You'd expect them to give these younger guys a bit of a crack and, and see how they, they hold themselves in the league. And you can see when he gets big minutes, he, he's got some uh, got some point-scoring opportunities, along with you saw that in the All-Stars game and also their trial on the weekend. Owned owned by 32% of people, I think he uh, you'd be silly if he's starting to, to not have him in your side. All right, a couple more to go. We'll go for Jake Avrilo for this one. Someone that's going to cover the half and the centre position. So we're all going to be spending a little bit less money in the centres, for example. So I think a combination of Tessie New and Avrilo is going to be decent. Hoping for the fact that he plays round one. And if he doesn't play round one, I'm probably going to leave him out on my side. Just for the fact he might have to fight himself back into there. If the Bulldogs start well or not, we're not exactly sure. But owned owned by 27%. Dual position coverage. Price at 23%. Only 302k, a young up-and-coming player. I don't think I have to say too much more. If he gets a spot uh, at 5.8, you can see what this couple of scores that he had at 40 and 34, which puts him at least 10 points undervalued, and, and there's not much more to say about him. Just uh, making, just wanting to hope that he gets his spot. And our last one, a little bit more of a speculation because we're not exactly sure how, uh, how he's going to get a position, especially with Croker looking to be back for round one. Uh, Kate Cuss won't be out for too long. You've got Kieran Foran, you've got DCE. Where's Schuster going to play? But he has a lot of talent. What we've seen from the trials and, and his game last year, he looked solid and and you'd be expecting you know, scores of at least 30-plus if he plays uh, in this in this manly side. And and for a team that it's, it is expected not to do as well this year, you would expect Schuster to play at some point in the year. So I, I'm putting out the fact that I'm not sure if he'll play a lot of games. He might play... You know, eight to ten games. But when he does play, I think he's going to score well and make you some money. So um, have him on the watch list, and, and if he starts round one, he'll be he'll be owned by a lot more than twelve and a half percent of teams. So there's my top ten guys. We're now going to quickly go through the rest of the guys that that didn't make that uh, top ten, and we'll start up with the hookers in, in Jake Simkin. Um, guys, if you please, if you're enjoying, it, hit the like button. I really appreciate that for the for YouTube to get this out to as many people as possible. Um, Jake Simpkin didn't play at all last year. Scored a try on the, on, in the trial on the weekend. Should be spelling little and getting sort of, I'd expect, between 20 and 30 minutes, which he should beat his price of 17 and make a little bit of money. But I've seen a few people that are, that are starting with Little and Simpkin, and I'm not sure if that's a, a great option at this stage. But if Little has, uh, happens to go down and gets injured, I, I'd expect Simpkin to come in to, and do well. Um, you have guys like Billy Walters who, who are coming back and, and might do a right as well, but... Simkin is an option to keep in the black book as well. All right, Colin Matangi, just priced a bit higher, and that's that's the reason why he didn't make my 
my top 10 list, just to the fact that we're not exactly sure in his position and price at 29, he does have to score well to make you a fair bit of money. He has to get close to the average of 40. And the question is, will he be able to do that if he's playing on an edge? He scores a lot better if you can see these interchange games are through the middle and gives him a PPM of 0.84. I'd expect that, that PPM to drop a little bit on an edge. He is a l- little bit more of a chance of scoring tries on an edge, but I feel like his base stats are going are gonna to drop, which is what we saw in, in the trial match. Even, you know, obviously Rabbitohs did really well and scored a lot of points, so there was less base stats in that game, but um, on an edge he should drop a little bit in that category and hopefully bumped up by a few, base stat, uh, a few attacking stats. So... He's definitely someone on my radar, and if he gets a starting spot, I think he's a good player for most teams. We'll go move on to Tui Kamikamika. All right, so Harry Grant's injured. Brandon Smith moves into the into the starting side for the first bunch of weeks, and I feel like this gives a bunch of extra minutes to people like Kamikamika. You can see what happens in his first few games. He got to start at prop and, and score really well, but when he's on the interchange, he's going to be used as an impact player. Nelson's playing decent minutes these days, and, and he can he can come into that starting side with with Bromwich or Christian Wells. So they they have a, a plethora of options there, and so I don't see the minutes coming thick and fast for someone like Tui Kamikamika. I'm expecting somewhere between thirty and forty minutes, and being priced at twenty eight, he has to score you know thirty five to forty to make him worthwhile. And yes, I see him having really good games where he might score a try or something like that, but. As a total average, I see him getting up to maybe 450 to 500k max. But, you know, I don't see that as a, a great option when you've got other guys possibly to come in. Lisa Armour looks like he won't be getting the starting job, and, and that's that's a bit painful for, for what we'd be looking for in our in our teams at, at this stage. Price of 27 is really cool, especially when you look at what kind of scores he's done in the past. But... I just don't see him getting the minutes in, in a pack that's going to be really big. There's there's guys like Murdoch Masilla, um, Eli Katoa in there. You've got Toe Harris trying to get minutes. Adam Fanuel Blake. So many guys that, that are going to demand big minutes, especially Fanuel Blake. He's someone that, that played big minutes. I don't. I just don't see him getting those minutes off the bench and and therefore maybe averaging 30 or 35, which I don't think is enough for someone like Armel. Um Let's move on. We've got, we've got a bunch of middle forwards at the moment, and these are all just going to be role-based which we aren't sure at the moment. Um, a bunch of these guys, it's going to be off the bench, and just depends how many how, how their bench looks, if they've got a bench hooker. Um, and, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But moving on with, with Corey Jensen, had a bit of an injury-affected time last year. And you can see he has some scores when he averages around 40-plus and 40 plus minutes of 28, 35, 33, and 40, priced at 26. So he has, he has some room to move. He did look really good on the weekend. He's a big, strong boy, and, and you'd expect that if he can get those minutes, then he's then he's close to you know eight to ten points undervalued. But we're not sure on his role at the moment, and that's why I'm not going to be uh, telling anyone to pick him up at this stage. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Cowboys pack because they've got um, they've got Maguire coming back um, and also McLean. So you'd expect his role to, to to drop a little bit. But there are some minutes with Asiata being gone to to take, and I think uh, that between him and him, Lockie Burr and Peter Holler uh, are going to be those. Those guys. So we'll um, we'll talk about Holland now. Didn't play too minute too many minutes on the weekend, so didn't get to see him a lot. But priced at eighteen, you'd want him to get closer to thirty five to forty minutes with with his nice P- PPM of 0.94 for him to to make some money. But as I said, there's a there's a few guys on that bench that that are going to be wanting those middle forward minutes, and I'm not sure if he's going to get them. Um, but again, we'll we'll have to find out. Looks like there should be a a bench hooker on on the Cowboys and, and so this will be some uh, some time for the middle forwards 
especially with Taumalolo dropping his minutes um, from what Peyton's been saying. So Jack Hetherington, he's, he's not someone that I want to be talking about too much. Price to 24, just just doesn't do that well in, in fantasy. You know, and he got dominated on the weekend. Um, so you know, I, I don't think he's a great option. I, I don't want to talk about him any further. People, I think, that are much better options that just need some minutes is someone like Daniel, Daniel Alvaro. 41 minutes on the weekend for 38 points. Has a beautiful PPM of 1.02 over his career. Priced at 22. If he can get anywhere over 30 minutes, then he's going to be a really good option in, in any one side at, at a point a minute. Looking at close to 10, 10 to 15 uh, points undervalued there, which you can see. In, in the past, he's, he's done really well. In the Eels pack, playing big minutes, 40 to 50 minutes, and, and scoring a point a minute. So someone to keep on the radar, along with Farmer Suli. So both from the same side. He was looking good on the weekend until he got knocked out at the 20-minute mark for 19 points. So again, very close to that point a minute. His PPM's a little bit less, but just didn't get the just didn't get the necessary minutes he, he, he would have wanted at the Roosters last year. But you can see uh, he had a couple of games there at 33 minutes, 50 minutes, and 42 for, for 24, 43, and 34, which puts him a, a fair bit undervalued at price of 22. So again, we need to find out what kind of minutes these Dragons forwards are going to get, and then we can think about someone like him. Someone who just missed out on the on the top ten list, just based on his price solely, is is, is Stefano uh, from the from the Tigers, and he's someone who's priced at eighteen and only got a few games last year, but looks strong, big and strong in, in those games that he played, even in limited minutes. But at a PPM of one point one six, he's someone that's really interesting if he can get closer to thirty minutes. I wouldn't expect a, him to continue that PPM, but somewhere closer to one would be great. Um, working hard in that in that thirty minutes to to be you know, getting scores in the 30 or just above um, to be sort of 12 to 15 points undervalued. Uh, and, and if he's getting a spot on that on that Tigers bench, uh, you should expect him to to play some decent minutes, especially with guys like James Tarmo there who, who only play a low 40s minutes a night. So him and off, offhand Gowie is going to play some decent minutes, but there's a fair few minutes to go around. Um, given the fact that we don't expect Alex Twile to play the 80, um, and then you, there should be a few minutes on their on their edges as well, with Leilua playing eighty, um, and then Ghana likely not to play the full eighty, but we'll we'll see on that. As I said a lot of this is going to depend on uh, where where teams are at and, and what what kind of bench they're selecting. If are they are they bringing on a utility, um, et cetera, et cetera. Franklin Pele is another interesting one. People have been talking about him this year. He's got twelve and a twelve point six percent ownership. Uh, another big, another big fella in the Sharks pack. He's touted to get a bench spot, but we'll have to see. And, and if he does, he might be a slow burn cash cow. But we don't know too much about him at this stage. Let's move on to the second row forwards, and, and someone like Josh Curran's a, a very interesting one. Played really strong on the weekend, but price at eighteen is, is perfect for for an edge forward on the, edge forward coverage on the bench, especially when someone like Sean Bloor is down injured at the moment. If Curran happens to get a bench spot, I think he's, he's very interesting to bring into your side. Especially when there's a chance, you know, for him to get a start in the trial means something. It means that they they think highly of him, and and he played in the All Stars game. That he's got a he's got a bit of footy into him lately, and and I think that he has the chance to do really well if he happens to get some good minutes. And and there's a chance that if there's some injuries as well, he could come in and start on an edge and score really well. So he's someone that's definitely on my radar at a nice PPM of 0.88 uh, in in the limited time that he's played. So someone really interesting to think about there and pop on your watch list. We've spoken about Sean Bloor a lot. 246, if he if he comes back and, and gets a starting spot, uh, like there's a chance that he will, 
I think that he's going to be a great option. Just at the moment, with with him missing the, the first bunch of games, someone like Garner could come in and, and do really well, and then it's very hard for Bloor to get that spot. He might come off the bench in the middle again, and, and we'll just have to keep an eye on him with where he's at. All right. Another just short and sharp one. Brody Jones played a bunch of played a bunch of games last year. He got a fifty four in, in a full game in round three when they were very undermanned and scored really well. And then his PPM wasn't as strong as as you go along the ranks there. Uh, a, a bunch of games that you know twenty six minutes for nine points, um, a decent game of thirty three minutes for thirty one. So if he if he gets some time or if he happens to get a spot or a chance on the, on the edge to play then I think he can do really well at 263, but not someone we want to think about too much at the moment. Jack Osefsky, price of 21. He got the start on the weekend, so it's going to be between him and, and Andrew Davey, it looks like, of who's going to get the start. And you can see that in his big-minute games, he's got a, got a big-minute game for two tries, an 80-minute game, one try for 28 points. He's got a 40-minute game for 20 points with a try. He's not very fantasy-relevant. So if he, if he gets a spot, I'd, I wouldn't want to be... Thinking about him just for the fact that he's always been changed, chopped and changed, and there's every chance that Davey could get the spot, which we'll talk about here. I think he has a lot more potential being priced at 27. And, and you look at a couple of his games when he played big minutes last year, he got two two fifties just basically from base stats in a 70-minute game. He got a try assist, line break assist to, to help him out. So if he gets the spot, I think I think it's safe that he gets he gets good game time because Kostevsky they use a little bit as a utility. Uh, and yeah, at the moment we're just not sure of his game time. And being three sixty four is a is slightly awkward price if we're not exactly sure what his role is going to be. Um, Corey Harawira Naira, hard one to say at three ten k. He stood down at the moment. If he comes back and and gets a chance at that edge spot, then then great. He's he's going to be undervalued. But now that he's stood down and he's missing some time, I'd say if Hudson Young does really well, he's just going to keep his spot. So that's all we want to say. With him at the moment, he spoke about spoke about Colin Matungi. It looks like Host is a good chance also of, of getting that edge spot. But if he does, he's not really worth it at three fifty four k price of twenty six. You can see his scores here. He has to score tries for him to do well. Get sixty five to seventy minutes, and and he has scores in the mid to high thirties. An eighty minute game of twenty nine. You know, a try save at eighty minutes, a lock for forty one. So he's not really exciting. At his awkward price. If it was like two sixty, you'd, you'd think about him, but but not at that price. All right. So I already spoke about Ricky Crooker. All right. So we move on to our halves now, and this is someone who's a fairly interesting option. It looks like he's going to be ready for round one, and if he is, I find him to be someone that that's a decent chance of of making some money and. The issue we have with him is his PPM of 0.44, and that is, that is him spending a fair bit of time in the halves, but you can see last year he came off and spent some time at hooker for 18 minutes for 12, 22 for 16, 19 minutes for 14, 16 for 19, 30 for 19. Um, so it makes him a really interesting option across that year. PPM's a little bit low, and, and if, he's, if he's going to be getting somewhere between 50 to 60 minutes, I see him has being able to make at least 10 to 15 points um, and, and a couple of hundred K. But if there's if he's going to get you know 30 to 40 minutes off the interchange bench again, then then he's not someone you want to talk about. But that PPM is a little bit worrying, but only owned at 1.3%. If he gets that starting number nine, I think he's going to be owned by a lot more people uh, come the start of the season. Tex Hoy. Knights have a decent start to the year. He's priced at 23. It'd be nice if he was priced just under 20, but... 
I think he has the opportunity to average closer to, to 30, 37 to 40 over the first bunch of games, but is that enough games to, to, to warrant trading him, trading him out, so bringing him in at the start and trading him out over that time? I'm not exactly sure. So I feel like at 3.14, there's a couple of cheaper guys in Tessie New, um, Jake Avrilo, these types of guys in, in those bottom positions, Dane Laurie, that are going to be better. Um, but if none of them pop up, then Tex might be a decent option there. Matty Moylan, he looked, he looked pretty slick the other day. We just know that him as a as a player usually looks good. He's very injury prone. He's always someone that's that's you know getting the second last pass, which doesn't get in the get in the results, and, and he's not going to be kicking it all in general play. So his 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 stats going to have to come from tackles and and his run meters uh, with with the odd tackle break here and there, and maybe a try assist or two. But you know I can see him averaging close close to twenty five to thirty, which I just don't think is enough. For, for this type of player um, so that's all we'll say on him Dylan Walker's an interesting one at 317k looks like he's going to be out in the centres in, in a manly team that isn't going to go as well and you can see last year he only scored a few tries which contributed to, to him not going as well and he did start fairly well in, in at 5 eighths with 40, 45 and 59 but then you know, come back in the centres and you can see his scores there of a couple of 47s a 36, 15, 30, 14, 26 you know, um, with, with a bunch of them in, in 2019, which is what all we can go off with him just playing at 5'8 last year. Um, but price at 24. Look, he's got a little bit of upside and, and his dual position, but probably averages 30, which isn't enough for me. Feguy, if, if I spelled his name right, let's go, Max. No, there he is. All right, 246. There's nothing to really go off anyway, just the two games last year, but. It looks like Bird will get his starting spot, and if he doesn't, or if he gets injured at some point, Fagai's going to come in, and, and at 246 is going to be a decent option for, for anyone's sides. That's all we really need to say about him at this stage. Fusatuar, people are still wanting them to bring him into their side at 270k, price to 20. You look at his scores over the last bunch of years, so many teens, so many individual figures, there's a couple of 30s, but he just doesn't do as well. He had a, you know, even look at these games here, he's got a double for 43. A try for 28, two tries for 31. It's just like even if he gets the tries, and if the team's going a little bit better, I don't think he's, I don't think he's worth it for anyone's side. Tomoko, we've spoken about him a little bit, but 275k should get the starting spot uh, for a couple of games at centre and, and should score well. So he's someone that's really interesting. If if there's an injury to Croker or Curtis Scott over the year, he's going to be the guy that's going to come in and, and replace them. So I feel like he's a he's a Fairly decent option to have. You could start the, start him in your centres for the start of the year, but as long as you have some coverage for when Croker comes out, you could leave him on there. And he should, if he plays sort of five, six, seven games over the first fifteen, I think he he'll do a job for your team and make you some money. So he's an interesting one. Some other average ones, two seventy seven k. We've got to talk about the guys that are cheap. They're playing in the centres, <coughs> and Jesse Arthur's is that man price of twenty one, but he plays for the Broncos. He's so up and down with his price, with his scores. I just don't. I just see testing you as a, as a better option. Who's an up and coming player? Obviously, Arthur's is young too, but I don't see the upside. When you can look at the guys like Tom Opacek at three hundred and thirty k, moves from a Cowboys team into a better Eel side, and and you can see he can. He's a little bit more consistent. He has a floor in the twenties, which 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 is where he's priced. So in games that he doesn't score tries, you'd expect somewhere in the twenties, and you can see in the trial game of the week, and he scored a try in the forty two, which is which is great and puts him you know, 17 points undervalued. 
if you average them out a bit, I'd expect somewhere in the 30s, so 33, 34, 35, and, which is serviceable for a, for a centre cash cow. Um, as I said, moved into a, a better side in the Eels and, and should do fairly well for your team. All right, Isan Masters. Played really well in the trial on the weekend, 386k. He has the pedigree to do really well. You can look back in you know, 2019 and 2018 and, and, and smash it and was the offloading machine leading the league in, in offloads and, and has the chance to do that again. But in a Cowboys field, that shouldn't be that great. I, uh, I think he's, a, he's not, that, not that great as an option at this stage. And he came off the bench too in the trial, so is he even going to get the starting spot with the, with the hammer playing, playing centre? Alright, Hopawade, I've spoken about it a little bit. I think he's a decent option, but closer to 400k is just the slight issue for me. Dual position, price of 29. He didn't do a lot in the weekend, the trial got 41. You can see he's someone with that fl- that floor around that 25 mark, which is priced just above that. Um, but when he goes well, he's he got an, an 80 odd and a, and a 90 odd a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago. Yeah, 93 with just the one try. So he's someone that, that can boom and bust a little bit, but the, it just depends how the dogs go. If they go really well, I think he's going to score and set up a bunch of tries. If they don't, I think he could yeah, he could average around the 30 or 32. Um, so probably a, a 40 would be what you'd be looking for on the upside and, and a 30 on the downside. So he's a safe option. All right, Roberts. James Roberts, 336. Actually looked pretty good on the, in the trial on the weekend. Just looked really manic, though, like he... He was running defenders and just like quickly offloading it, getting it away, um, and did score the try. But it's interesting. He's playing on the right side, and, and they're going to go left with Brooks, Lucy Leilua, Tommy Talau. Um, all looked really strong, and I feel like that's the side they're going to go down a lot. Um, it depends. You know, Dewey looked good as well, so if he's going to be starting in that sixth position, they might send it, send it down that way, and, and Dewey and, and Roberts could, could create a nice little... Nice little combination there, but price of three thirty six is a bit easier to pick than someone like Hopawati in terms of being uh, three ninety. Price of twenty five, it doesn't have to do a lot to do really well. I'd expect games of closer to fifty, and then games around the twenty mark. So somewhere, somewhere scoring in between thirty and thirty five, I think is an average. And is that enough? I'm not exactly sure at this stage. I said depends what's going to happen with Tessie New and, and these cheaper guys that I'd personally bring in before. Uh, someone a little bit more expensive. You can spend that money, that extra money, a little bit elsewhere. With center being a very speculative position, we're not exactly sure what some of these guys are going to get. Where you look at someone like a Drake, Drake Trevojevic, these some of these forwards just get just average the same every year, and and don't really get injured. So um, that's something to think about um, on that side of things. All righty, we've got Jack Bird. So price is three seventy four. That's the only issue with him, just given given the fact that he's had a few years off, only played a couple of games. In 2019, um, very limited in 2018 as well, and then nothing at all last year. He's got the pedigree to do really well, and he looked a lot better in the trial on the weekend. So I, I'm just worried that you know, I think he can score about 30, 35 on most, you know, 25 to 35 in most weeks, and then when he goes really well, somewhere around the 50 mark. But what's he going to be like coming back? And and it's probably a bit scary to spend the money on on him at centre at this stage. Uh, moving along, we'll go to the wing fullbacks now. Not too many to go. Jermaine Asako just sneaks in at three ninety nine. Price of thirty. He's kicking goals. He looked fairly fairly good on the weekend. Looked really strong. Um, created some attacking stats. Obviously, it was against the Cowboys, but if you look at his scores at the start of last year, he was kicking goals at that time too. Sixty three, thirty four, forty four, twenty, and forty six. Uh, and twenty one. His fullback 
fullback stats last year, which puts him at an average of in the high 30s, which which puts him close to 10 points underpriced, which which is really interesting for someone like Asako. If the Broncos go a lot better, I think he could do really well, but you can see what happens to them in the second half in the trial, um, and I'd expect that to happen against the good teams and, and, and hit guys like Asako and, Asako and Tessie New not doing as well in those times. So I find it really scary if I was to pick both of them on my side. That's, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. I don't know if I can do Tessie and, and Jermaine. All right. Interesting one was Kennedy. Will Kennedy he actually played really well on the weekend and it looks like he's improving as a player uh, year in, year out. Like he, he had a decent he had a decent time of things at last year at certain points. He actually started the year really well. You can see in 2020, 30, 39, 34, 32, two 39s, a 40, a 35, and, and that included three tries. So nothing crazy um, before having a, a bunch of, of lower games when, when the Sharks were struggling a bit. He wasn't even running it really at all. In those first few games, if you can average closer to over 100 metres, you can expect some tackle busts and, and some decent scores out of Kennedy. Um, his ball playing was a lot better as well, out with uh, Ronaldo on that left side. So he's an interesting option, but at 377, I'd probably pick someone like Hoppawade uh, over him. What else have we got here? All right, Remus Smith. All right. Someone that's 300k, he's, he's just slightly overpriced for what I what I'd expect from him he's going to be on the wing for the for the storm and he has to score a lot of tries I think this year closer to averaging to one a game for him to make a lot of money which I don't think he's going to do um, Simonson we spoke about at 246 is why everyone's bringing him in he's still owned by 12.5% of people just won't score that well has to score a lot of tries again I think he's probably a slightly worse option than, than Remus Smith which which is not good Almost there, guys. Jason Saab should get a chance at some point of the year in a Manly Seagull side, maybe over someone like Ruben Garrick at some point of the year. Um, but he's he's going to be interesting for for our sides out there if he if he does happen to get a, a chance. It, it sounds like um, I was listening to the Talking Le- uh, Talking League podcast and um, Josh Alloway was saying that how how fast he is. He's the fastest in the club by far. So. Those type of guys usually get a chance um, and should be able to, to score some nice tries. He's played a, played a few games and, and hasn't done amazing, but he's also a young fella and you'd expect some some improvement um, as you go along. Adam Pompey. Um, yeah, guys, I'm pretty happy with uh, with all those. I feel like that, that brings together a big bunch of our of our cash cow cash cow players to um, to have a think about. Um, let me know what you think in terms of the of the cash cows, guys. I've uh, also have. Oh, I just had Ramsey. That's right, Ramsey to talk about. I knew I forgot a couple. Eddie Ramsey at three forty two. We need to get in there, and then the Hammer Hamiso was my was my last couple. So Ramsey looked solid on the weekend. Made a made a few tackle breaks and, and scored a decent try in there. But again, the Dragons are going to struggle this year, so I don't see as many points out of them. And then the Hammer at three fifty six. Price of twenty seven is my issue for him. I think he, he in the sen- in the centres he could average close somewhere in the in the thirty to thirty five max, with a few really low games when when the Cowboys struggle. So that'll be all, guys. That's that's the official Cash Cows list. Uh, I hope this really helps you guys, and you can check check back on in, in on that when you're making a team. And once team list comes out, uh, just listen back to what I've said on these guys. If they get their spot, then they're a must have, or they're not. Um, and if they're on the bench, uh, what, what to do with them there. Just just try and use this as a nice guide. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you think, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 